Welcome to Pod and This Together, the podcast where we don't believe in consumerism during the holidays. I'm Josh. I'm Lori. Um, and it's Christmas month, if you didn't already know that. Um, so you have to participate. And today we are watching Christmas with the Cranks. I just got really confused because I recorded The Grinch the 2000 live action one with Andoni yesterday and I put in the don't believe in consumerism for the holidays and it worked really well for that one since like the whole thing is like Cindy Lou who's like what is real meaning of Christmas and the Grinch and and then like you said it again and it also worked with this one so I was like did he put in the same tag for this movie that I put in for the movie yesterday I read what I saw it works so Christmas with the cranks Yeah. So with their daughter Blair away, Luther and Nora Crank decide to skip Christmas altogether until she decides to come home, causing an uproar when they have to celebrate it at the last minute. How would you explain it, Josh? Honestly, I think that's a really good IMDb. (laughs) Okay. But I would probably say Christmas gung-ho neighborhood forces boomers to celebrate Christmas. Mine was literally just going to be just boomer things. (laughs) This movie feels like a boomer, uh, an ode to boomers. Or a movie based on a book called Skipping Christmas by John Grisham, which I'm now holding up in camera for Josh to see. Thank you. Yes. Wow. What a product placement. I borrowed this book from my grandma like a long time ago. (laughs) Is she around? She's no longer with us. So like, I don't have to feel guilty about not having given it back to her. I guess. Yeah, um, 2001, so. Okay, it's, this movie's actually based off that book? Yeah, it's okay. the exact, you can even see on the cover, it's like the, the Frosties, and then their house doesn't oh, have Christmas lights cool. on it. I just realized, okay. too, when looking into this, the book that I, like, borrowed forever from my grandma had, like, a, uh, it was a gift to her. <laughs> like somebody Did she write it? Oh, no. I love that. <laughs> it was a gift, like, to her from somebody else that I just, like, straight up stole. I, <laughs> so. No, no, no. I love that though. I love how people used to write in books. Like every one of my grandma's books had that like, mm-hmm. dear Dorothy, you'll love chapter 27. There's like, a real saucy sausage scene. <laughs> nope, no, <laughs> that's not. Anyway, this is cute that it's based off of a book. Um, 2004 is when this came out. And I am honestly a little surprised about it. I don't. Like, did people know about this movie? I feel like recently it's had, like, a resurgence because, like, people our age are finding it and we're like, actually, what the fuck is this? Like, there's, like, a lot of right. YouTube videos and stuff about it. Did your parents watch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To me, it feels like this just came out. Um, and I remember seeing it with my parents. And when we all watched it together, it was really funny. Like, we had a good time uh, watching this movie. I feel like it's one where, like, if you completely turn off your brain, it's fine. Mm-hmm. 
Like if you have oh, no, yeah. like it's, it's silly. It has like a good cast. I like, like we'll get into, we'll get into the, I guess the movie. I'm not going to say like what I enjoy about it, like at the top, but I don't know. Why? Because that would be a very <laughs> short list or. No, no. I just like, I'd be like, oh, the part where like when Dan Aykroyd is revealed, it's like a big reveal of like, who is the mayor? And then he turns around and you're like, shit, it's Dan Aykroyd again. Uh, <laughs> right. So Christmas at the Cranks. I would say this is a movie for parents who have children who have grown up. Yes. I could see this like being like, because you moved out recently and like you said, your mom basically like redecorated every room and was like, okay, you're gone now. Like, these are my spaces. Thanks guys. Like I could see it happening where she's like, okay, all the kids are busy. They're all in different cities, whatever. Like, let's just skip Christmas this year. And then you call and you're like, hey, I could actually come back. And then they'd be like, hold on a second. And then like have to figure stuff out. Yes, for real. But also the opposite is true where it's everyone. The only time everyone is back is during Christmas. So in July, oh, I can't wait till Christmas. And then in October, I'm decorating for Christmas. And then (laughs) in November, I got new sheets. What gifts do you want? And it's like just a year long thing until everyone can come back. For Christmas. Have you seen this before? Like, what's your experience with this movie? I mean, you read the book. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. The book, I remember thinking it's fun. It's like pretty short. And it's by the same guy who does, like, John Grisham, who does, like, The Firm and, like, typically, like, law books and stuff. But um, I've seen it several times, but I didn't watch it, like, with family. Like, I don't think I knew that this movie existed until a few years ago. And I don't know why or what circum... Like, I think the first time I watched it, I was probably like, oh, I really like Jamie Lee Curtis and I like the book. Yes. And so I'll watch it. I don't know why I've watched it more than that or, like, in what circumstance, but I have definitely seen it, like, four times somehow. Maybe it was streaming somewhere before this, but right now I couldn't find it anywhere. It's not even, like, I have a VPN and, like, I couldn't pretend to be in, like, Italy and watch it on Netflix or something. Like, it's it's just nowhere. Maybe it was on Netflix for, like, a few years. I think it definitely was because I wouldn't have paid for this. Like I've never owned it. (laughs) (laughs) I I can say that like without a doubt, like I never would have like, I I feel like I probably watched it. Like it was probably something that Netflix was like, it's Christmas, watch this. And I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't, I'm not doing it. Like I would have never sought it out. Okay. I think it's interesting. I didn't put two and two together. John Grisham, Mm -hmm. very much like about a controlled like group who like it's, it's like cult. That's, Yes, it's very, it's very much that. Yeah. And this makes so much more sense knowing that. It's just like Christmas instead of law. Right? Well, and there's like not even like at one point somebody says like, are you Buddhist? Are you this? Is this why you're not celebrating Christmas? And then there's like mention of a church, but it's very much like the non-Christian-y Christmas vibes, yes. like very heavily. So it's like these people aren't even like extra devout Christians. They're just like extra devout Chris Christmas like it's just like some like twisted Christmas cult yeah okay well have you had times when you felt like you couldn't escape Christmas like you had parties you had to go to and then gifts for this person and then no this yeah I thought okay maybe this is why I relate (laughs) (laughs) you're like I feel this in my soul no some years would just be like oh a work Christmas party a group Christmas party with friends a party with your close family party well with i'm very family. happy to know that you're so excited to hang out with me for christmas well, well uh, <laughs> yeah, like... it's fine but when it all adds up you're like yeah. this is costing me a hundred dollars to buy random white elephant gifts that everyone's gonna throw away and it's so busy it's snowing it's miserable there were many times where i was like i would just can i leave 
I think that's one of the benefits. It's like kind of sad sometimes that I don't really have a family in the traditional sense, but then it's other times when it's kind of like, I I just don't have to deal with it. (laughs) Like there's There's not like a million, there's not like a million cousins and like nieces. and Like I don't have to buy a ton of stuff for a ton of people and like have a ton. I think like typically I don't like, I don't do like Valentine's day really. I don't do like anniversaries. I, I really like birthdays, but I still don't like getting or giving gifts really. Like I prefer to like make something for somebody or like find something useful that like, you yeah. know. And so I think overall I kind of feel like this because I've had people like upset at me for not celebrating Valentine's Day with my partner. And like it's similar to what like the cranks go through here where people are like, how could you not do it? Why don't you just do it? I'm just kind of like, right. I don't, why do I have to? I don't want to. This is a lifestyle choice. We choose Christmas here. This made me think of the families who like they have 20 people over they all stay at their house they all wear matching pajama sets that their grandma bought them that you're only gonna wear that night yes those people do exist so i feel like this world isn't that far away like the folks who get mad at the holidays versus christmas like i feel like this movie is for them like to them it's like christmas is the most magical time of the year why wouldn't you want to celebrate it the exact same way we do because it's so magical and fun I also love, though, how this movie is, it's kind—it's like taking, it's making fun of all the things that we do at Christmas. Mm-hmm. And this came out at Christmas. So, like, you would be in the heat of the moment. Like, there's parties everywhere. Everyone's only talking about Christmas and gifts and, like, everything they have to do. And then you go to this movie and they're like, screw it. We're leaving. Like, we're not doing it. And you're like, dang, what if we just, like, didn't do it, like, at all? I mean, literally when Levi, Levi also doesn't have family. Um, so when we're planning vacations and stuff, we tend to like do it around the holiday season. Cause like aside from stuff being closed, it's just frustrating. It's like stuff is empty because everybody's hanging out with their families yeah. and doing Christmas shit. I'm like, I'm just going to go to this great restaurant and like. Cheaper to travel too, if you want. Yeah. If that were possible right now. Yeah. Right. That's what now you're like, oh, these people who have 20 people at their houses, I'm just like covid brain is inescapable i'm just like oh my god there's gonna be like christmas outbreaks oh god (laughs) right anyway let's talk about this movie um which i think is uh starts out really fun they have uh it's the cranks is jamie lee curtis playing claire Mm -hmm. and then tim allen who oh my god um is playing luther and it's just him being grumpy for the whole movie like yes, even like yeah. his daughter's leaving to go to the peace corps and he seems like pissed off about that she's 23 she can go i didn't get this because he's very much like oh the airport oh we have to get her on a plane oh she's calling from a plane i'm like yeah. what what's your problem like this is your daughter too like we also later get a little moment like she gets engaged at the end of the movie spoiler and there's like some comment where like Tim Allen's like yeah that's the guy she went to go live with doing the peace corps so like i feel like her and him were like secretly dating and like she just didn't want to like introduce the fiance <gasps> to her like shitty dad up oh. to this point so yeah their daughter Blair not to be confused with the character Claire who's the mm-hmm. mom they're like uh, fuck it whatever <laughs> yeah Blair leaves for the peace corps she's super excited and not going to be back for Christmas. She's leaving like the day after Thanksgiving. The daughter's gone and life is continuing as they thought. They're like, okay, we're going to celebrate Christmas like normal. You know, I have so many things to do. Uh, The mom is like, go get some chocolates. Like we have to get this chocolate to make something. Um, It's the day after Thanksgiving and she's like, Adam, she's like, I need this white chocolate now. 
Like I need it. Uh, yeah. And it's the day after it's Black Friday, which like I don't think it was as big of a deal back then, but like most places, especially it looks like they're in a smaller town. So it's like Friday night post Thanksgiving and she's like, I need this fucking white chocolate now, Luther. <laughs> I'm gonna lose my shit. Like just get right. it for me. So he has to go out in the rain and it's miserable and wintry and cold. He okay, so it's raining, he's miserable, he gets dumped on and he sees like this ad that's for, you know, rainy days getting you down and it's like a beach vacation thing it's so clever actually because it's like just a downpour it's not like a light rain it's like the heaviest rainstorm you've ever been in and then he like sees this like glowing sign like rainy Mm -hmm. days getting you down like you said it's it's really good it is yeah it was a cool transition which of course it's like okay this is where the idea starts coming from they're gonna skip christmas they're not gonna do it at all and he like goes and does some accounting and is like, whoa, we spent $6,000 on Christmas. Can you imagine? I kind of believe. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I guess from like a grown up, like boomer perspective, I'm just like, I, I can't. $6,000 is so much money. It adds up though, like a, wa- a bottle of wine for that neighbor and this neighbor. Oh, we also need a popcorn tin. And those are $30. This is why I just bake everything now. Like, oh, birthday, Ooh, you get bread. <laughs> I mean, good bread. Yeah, it works. I love how he pitched the idea to his wife, though. She thinks she's about to get laid. She really <laughs> She's like, oh, it's not even a Saturday. She, like, unbuttons her sweater vest. <laughs> her Christmas sweater vest. Oh. I love seeing, like, Jamie Lee Curtis has been, like, her mom was an actress, and, like, she's been in the industry since, like, the 80s. Like, seeing her dressed as, like, a typical, like, Midwestern mom, like, she rocked it. It was so good. It's so good. Yeah. And also, like, I was thinking about it later, like, she reminds me, like, in this movie of Tim Allen's wife on Home Improvement. Okay, I was getting Home Improvement vibes from this whole thing. Well, they, Claire thought she was going to get laid, and <laughs> she was just very excited and down She's like, wine. yeah, chugging wine. <laughs> he's like, what are you doing? Like, she, like, keeps messing up her hair. <laughs> um, but no, he's like, look, we can save money and go on this trip. And it'll be amazing. Like, we don't have a real reason to stay here. Claire isn't, or Blair isn't here. It'll be fine. And it sounds very reasonable. I would be on board. Yeah. If it weren't for the next part. So she's like, so we can still, like, donate to charity and, like, do a couple Christmas things. Because, like, it seems like she really loves Christmas. And he's like, nope, can't do it at all. Can't do anything. But the thing is, like, when he crunched the numbers, he found out, like, doing everything they needed to do to go on this cruise will save them three grand. Right. So you're still going to be in the green. Like, you can still, like, donate. Like, do the parts of Christmas you enjoy. But he's like, no, we can't do any of it because I'm a miserable old asshole. Okay. The other part I don't understand. Why leave Christmas Day? Like, if you want to avoid Christmas, leave now Mm -hmm. and then come back after Christmas because no one will care and you won't be bothered by anyone. And it'd be way easier to get, like, PTO at work. For sure. You already have holidays or something. Yeah. So that's the part I was like, I don't get this like they they get did this to themselves but i do like there's like a funny like in boomerang movies typically the women don't have much agency and mm. she's like i'll agree to do this but we still have to do our charitable donations to the church and like the homeless people or whatever and he's like well i guess the deal's off because you're not willing to budge And she's like no you're not willing to budge and then he right. ends up like caving and like letting her make the charitable donations why would you be against allowed doing a donation that you usually do anyway he's just an asshole like this whole movie is is just like him being a dick to people because like they could be like oh i'm not i'm not celebrating actually and say he's like how like he writes a letter to his entire office to tell can you imagine i thought i was like no he's not writing this email 
and then he prints it out like can you imagine like you're boomer at, moves you're at work and like you're sitting there like pretending to work like you do and somebody just like walks up who you've like barely seen in the hallway and gives you like a letter explaining that like right we're not doing christmas I'm like who the fuck are you like right. please if they would have kept this on the dl and didn't say anything well actually that still wouldn't have worked because this town is crazy they are um. but also they could have like claire was handling it decently like people weren't getting upset with her they're just kind of like oh what's going on but like mm-hmm. luther was just like me very yeah He's like, we're not doing this, and I'm going to get back at everyone for having to do it. It is it is very typical, like, boomers, like, for being the people who tend to be like, oh, the gays are just trying to, like, spread their agenda and, like, their sexuality in everybody's faces. But when they, like, get into something, like, it's oh, their yeah. entire identity. We're like, I'm not wearing a mask now, and I suddenly have a shirt that says masks are anti-freedom, and I'm going to make sure, even if we're not talking about masks, we're talking about masks. Like, right. Or whatever it, it is. It becomes everything when you talk to them and it's yeah too much yeah um but yeah claire's handling it better but she's the big spender i'm thinking of that six thousand dollars when the card guy comes up and is like you're not buying cards this year uh what about the invitations for the christmas party and then follows her to lunch i feel like people might be concerned for her maybe it's like everybody else from the outside sees like her turning down stuff that she typically loves and then, like, Luther being an asshole to everybody where they're like, Are you, do you need help? Like, can we right. get you away from him? Do you need a or lawyer? Like, or your kid, ha- like, has grown up and is leaving. So, like, are you okay? Are you yeah. being depressed because of that? She's just trying to not do that. And I love how in the background of this lunch scene, you can see Claire talking. But in the very background, it's the card guy who's, like, spreading the news to everyone at this <laughs> restaurant. So there's a thing called, like, the Frosty Brigade, basically. It's, like, oh, the God. kid from Malcolm in the Middle. Dan Aykroyd is Mr. Frommeyer. He's the mayor. And so I guess it's, like, a tradition. In the book, I think it was, like, better laid out. I haven't read it in a while, but I remember it being, like, neighborhoods would have competitions for, like, Christmas lights. Ooh, yeah. And so, like, basically by them not doing it, they would, like, make everybody we- lose. Right. You're going to lose points. Yeah. But also, I feel like... Instead of being a mayor, Dan Ackridge should have just been uh, HOA, like, president. Yes, that would have made more sense. Because then it's like, those people would be like that. They'd be like, oh, I, oh your grass sure. is, like, a quarter inch above the line. Like, Oh, yeah. But also, like, it's another thing where Luther's just being, like, too hard-lined on it. Because, like, realistically, if I were in the position, I'm like, hey, I'm not doing Christmas. I'll put Frosty here. If you'd like to put it up on my roof, like, go for it. I'm not doing it. But right. if it's that important to you, feel free. You guys can do this. Like, obviously, the other neighbors had extra time and money to spare yeah. for this. Yep. They could have put it up. It w- okay, that's this is the movie. Okay. This is the third movie that I am aware of where it's Jamie Lee Curtis and Dan Aykroyd together, which I like, because they were in oh. My Girl. Because oh. she played, like, the woman who, he owned the, what's it called, Where Dead Bodies Go? Mortuary? Yeah, that he owned it, but it like operated out of his basement and she was the oh. makeup artist for the bodies. And so they like fall in love and like I still can't believe you haven't seen that movie, but whatever. And then they're in a movie called Trading Places where it's Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd's like super rich. Eddie Murphy isn't. They switch places. Uh Jamie Lee Curtis plays a sex worker. And then this movie. I don't yeah. know. I like them both. I like Dan Aykroyd is just like so bonkers and Jamie Lee Curtis is like such an icon that I'm just like, Ugh. I'm fine. Like, please do more movies together. Yes. I feel like Jamie Lee Curtis makes so much sense. And I feel like they actually integrated some of her past 
mm-hmm. movies into this. Yeah, there's a scene where there's like a Halloween thing where like something falls and she yes. like starts screaming and it plays like Christmas horror music. And it wasn't like, su- like sometimes they do that in movies and it's super obvious and mm-hmm. cheesy. This one you would have to know like, oh, they're referencing Halloween or they're mm-hmm. referencing, I think just the fact that she's like a normal housewife mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of like the one, the movie with... um. Freaky Friday? No, the the where she's a spy, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? I don't know Is that this the movie. One. It's her big movie where she did the. She was like a normal mom, and then she had to become a spy because True Lies. I haven't seen that. You haven't seen True Lies. Oh, you haven't wow. seen My Girl. <laughs> okay, well, we're obviously on two different sides of the spectrum right, <laughs> right. now. <laughs> one of us got boy movies at sleepovers. One of us got girl movies. Very much. She's like a normal, just a super normal mom who has to be, pretend to be like a spy and like a stripper or something. Oh my gosh, she looks so good in this. She's super sexy, but like, it's kind of the same funny, awkward energy of like, I'm just a normal mom. Like, what am I doing? And you're like, sure, honey. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I wish, I want to say I wish Dan Aykroyd were her husband in this movie. In this movie? Yeah. Oh, Okay. He could do it very convincingly. I just, I feel like Tim Allen is like too much, like, I don't know if it's because I know he's an asshole in real life mixed with this character, but I'm just like, it's, it would be funny if it were like more zany and less him just being a dick. Yeah. Because like the parts he's in it, I'm just like, I'm uncomfortable with how mean you are right now. Yeah, it didn't, there were, it didn't quite work. Um, Like maybe in the moment when this movie was made, it worked, but right now it's just not working. Yeah. I also did not put together, he was Santa Claus in that other franchise which is also not a good movie oh no not at all i didn't know that until recently because i hadn't really seen it before and i was like oh i'll watch this holiday classic everybody loves and i'm like what why guys why why did you do this to me yeah i feel like this is very the cliche it's like all of the like sitcoms like boomer sitcoms Mm -hmm. where it's like grumpy husband has hot wife who nags him about things he's borderline abusive but it's funny yeah right they decide to go tan. Okay, for somebody who's like, for somebody who's very like concerned about like we can't spend any extra money, like Tim Allen decides like, oh, we're doing tanning now, which is like an extra expense that like wasn't calculated at the beginning of the movie. Right. It's like, oh, we're getting Botox now, except instead of we, it's just me. I get Botox, and oh you don't get any God, Botox. Right. It would be so bad. Like not the money right. spending. I'm like, if we're getting Botox, let me in on that, please. Oh God, the tanning scene is so. It's good. like it's funny. But it's bad. <laughs> it's like funny. The, the uh, something happened. <laughs> a random guy walks in. He's like, "Oh my god!" What? Like what? Okay. A. I guess they're boomers, so like they still think the mall is great and it's 2004. But like you'd go to a tanning salon. Like why are you going to the? Like can you just like throw Where... thrust it on her? Right. Yeah. And also, like you're not gonna get a tan in 10 days before you leave for a trip. Yeah, you'd need like a spray tan or something, but I don't know if it was yes. really that popular at that point. Right. Like do going to a normal tan booth. Anyway, something out she gets hurt. There's a priest there having to explain to like a priest why you're not doing Christmas while tanning <laughs> in like skippy underwear is like, oh. <laughs> the whole setup is weird though too, because if you see somebody like in a swimsuit at a tanning parlor, you're like, Oh, it makes sense, you're getting a tan. This is a reasonable right. thing. But instead they're like, Oh, there are boobs out. Why are there boobs out? Oh, what are you doing? God. Right. And everyone in the mall is like stopping and looking. Like, oh my god, she has boobs out. But like she's just wearing a swimsuit at a place where it's- if she were like at JC Penny's just walking around with a swimsuit on, you'd be like, What are you 
doing but like that's weird yeah you're in a mall in a tanning store and he just keeps standing there and keeps staring at her boobs i'm like now he's the creep she's fine yes right the best part about this is how it makes the front page of the newspaper this is small town things though okay stuff like this I'm not saying it happens to this extreme, but like in smaller towns, this is what it feels like. Um, I love that they have like a photo of their house. They have them in in swimming suits at the mall. And they're like, they're skipping Christmas this year. Go get them. Oh, yikes. The cops come and they ask for a donation. And like, yeah, they're allowed to give them a donation. So like that was part of the contingency plan for this and it's Cheech Marin which is pretty cool and like another guy and I feel like that's another thing too where like he hasn't been relevant for a while so that's another like little like guest star that boomers would be like oh Cheech and Chong guy back from my edgy days I remember him Uh and so like it's probably funny to them that like the stoner guy's a cop oh right the uh, entire horde of carolers come terrifying christmas joy yeah the old guy across the street's like i think they could use some extra cheer given the deluxe package (laughs) oh my god i love this part because they hide in their own house which lord knows i've done many times Mm -hmm. i'm doing it right now yeah me too but the carolers like they keep singing they keep singing they keep singing and then they're like okay we'll go hide in here and then like they're sitting like in their living room and like she's going through her knitting bin and then they're at the window i'm like call the cops that like is the cops creepy. are outside yeah. like they're like harassing you but he like... didn't donate to them so what would they do yeah <laughs> no he did didn't he because they're allowed to or did he reject it no they were it was a different do- donation that oh. they were doing oh yeah it was the, so the he said s- no <laughs> saucy cop calendars okay. yes <laughs> which like they're um, accidentally progressive where they're like i'm not giving extra money to the cops you're already overfunded right wild this was a, I loved this part when I first saw it. It was so funny when the carolers are at the window and <laughs> they're just like terrifying. Frosty. <laughs> yeah, they go into the basement to hide from them and that's when like they're sitting there and they're like, this is the quietest room in the whole house. And it's like before cell phones, they guess just going to sit in the dark in the basement. I guess. <laughs> and then they like look up and they're like, oh my God. And like Frosty has like very ambient lighting like just directly on his face. So scary. This was a cotton continuity error though because the person who shows up at the window is in the very next scene right in front of the house and i'm like really okay that's not impossible you guys okay so yeah there's the whole free frosty movement because they didn't put their frosty up and they should have just put it up um hashtag free frosty speaking of luther being a jerk he sprays their driveway with water so that it turns into ice which is dangerous for everyone like yourself included the next scene we see like him watching it and the mailman like walks across and like falls and gets hurt which like i i suppose the implication is that like people are sending them christmas cards and they're like haha i got him can't deliver which they don't give context for in the movie but also like you can they're gonna sue you yeah like there's uh... proof that you like had intent to cause harm like right. even if it's your property, like if somebody gets hurt on your property, you're liable. The uh, it was just not a good look. <laughs> also, he sprays the cat. He does spray the cat. <laughs> it was the dumbest part of this movie. It's like completely encased in ice, and he's like, "Cause oh, it's uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is like on the ground, mm-hmm. and she like looks up, and the cat's just like meow, but like it's only his <laughs> eyes are moving. And, yeah, the eyes like that are CGI'd on. Or it's like an animatronic, like they had to put effort in to like get this like fake frozen cat. Right. So yeah, Luther, this is when Blair 
No, this is when Claire is like, okay, I think Luther's going too far. Like, sure, we could take a vacation, but now he's like taking this to the very extremes. And then he gets Botox and can't eat a fruit cup. He got like his eyebrows like also done, it looks like, because they're like penciled on at this point. Like he has very thin arched eyebrows. (laughs) The scene was really dumb. But the only thing I'll say is they were supposed to be eating lunch in a hospital Except I could tell that the background was just, like, hospital footage scene. Mm -hmm. And they were just green screened on. Yeah. It was a little silly. Uh, So then after all of this, like, trouble that Blair, Claire, and Luther have gone through, Blair calls and she's like, hey, actually, I'm coming home for Christmas. Oh, my God. Okay. I will say, I thought this part came at the end. And I was like, ooh, okay, we're almost done with this movie. Blair's going to come back. They have to throw a party. Whatever. This is 40 minutes into the movie. It's halfway through. Mm -hmm. I was like, are you kidding me? I watched it on double speed. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's like, I can't do this to myself. I cannot handle this energy today. Oh, God. But Blair's like, yeah, we just landed. Um, He proposed my boyfriend that I haven't even told you about. And he's never celebrated Christmas before. We'll be there just in time for the party. Oh, Claire doesn't want her to know that they weren't planning on doing Christmas. Even though, like, if you if you found out your parents were, like, skipping Christmas and, like, going on a cruise, you'd be like, no, you guys work really hard. I'm really happy for you. Like, don't worry about me. Right. I'd be like, oh, that's fine. Like, I can change my plans and I have friends back home. Sure. Whatever. I think the main thing was that, like, Claire probably didn't want to do this this entire time. And so now she has an out. Like, she was actually, like, maybe having yes. some regret for skipping Christmas. So now they start scrounging to put together Christmas. So Luther tries to borrow the neighbor's tree. Um, and then he has to get Frosty on the roof. He, like, breaks in. Like, he gets permission to borrow the tree because they're out of town. And he does it with the kid from Malcolm in the Middle, Dewey. Mm-hmm who's called Spike in this movie, which is, like, such a cool name for a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so, like, th- nobody, it looks like they're breaking in and just stealing it. So, like, somebody calls the cops on them. They're like, Luther's lost it. Like, he's going too far. I think he's, like, literally grinching these people. Oh, right. I love how everyone in this neighborhood has binoculars, though. <laughs> so and they're just always looking into each other's houses. This is normal. Let's all leave our curtains open, Right. Right. Um, Claire is trying to get this honey ham that her daughter loves at the grocery store. It's like spam. Yes. Honestly, I've, we've been in this situation my family has before because we forgot to get a turkey for Thanksgiving. Oh my God. And there's legit just sometimes none left. Like you don't, if you don't get it, you don't get it. What did you Um, do? So this is when I got in my first fist fight. Oh my God. (laughs) You know how I had to pay for my own college? Well, um, Claire tries. Wait, to did you go without ham. turkey? Is the story? I I can't remember what ended up. I think I'm like very invested. <laughs> we went to Super Saver, Hy-Vee, Russes, and then we went. I think it was Walmart that had some left, but they were like giants, like the ones you wouldn't buy unless you were feeding fifty people. And you have like a family of four. <laughs> yes, so we're like, I guess we're cooking this and. I don't remember if that was the year it caught on fire. Um, Your holiday sounds so much cooler than mine. <laughs> we've had some, we've had some fun times. Here I am, just like lighting rice on fire. You're making it a whole family event. Yep, I totally forgot about that. The entire turkey <laughs> did go up in flames. Yes. In the oven. Yeah, we got a new oven after that. How does that happen? I don't know. 
Can you ask your mom and get back to me? I'm not even kidding. Thank you. Make sure it doesn't happen again, I guess. Like they've taken extra steps. Mm-hmm. Like, Josh, why do you have four fire extinguishers? Don't ask. <laughs> you don't want to know. Claire, though, tries to get her honey ham. There's like people racing her. There's only one left. She has to try and bargain to get it from this family uh, at the checkout counter. counter. And yeah, she like is offering to buy it. And they're like, no, it's not for sale. It's not for sale. And then she like looks at the baby and she's like, it's never too early to start a college fund. And then she gets the ham. <laughs> she gets the ham. How much that costs? We don't know. The scenes with Jamie Lee Curtis are like amazing. They are so good. Like if it's this zany. was just her. Yeah. yeah, that's why I'm saying, like, I think Dan Aykroyd would have been a better, like, Luther, because it would be, like, zany instead of mean. Because yeah. that's what Jamie Lee Curtis brings, is just kind of like, whoa, no, bathing suits and tanning and head bleeding. It's all and... funny, and she's out of her element and trying to be, like, try to stick to this plan, but she's really struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the honey ham goes flying out of the parking lot right into traffic where a semi drives over it. I love it too because it's not like a round tin. It's like a spam tin but it's shaped like an egg so when it's rolling it's like lopsided. We're like yeah. it shouldn't be able to roll like it is and it's just like <laughs> zooming down. Like of course this happens. Have you ever lost anything in the parking lot? There was one time in our in our town there was like a, a spot where there's a super saver which is a grocery store right next to a Target and it's like coming off of the biggest street in the town o street and so i'm like walking out and normally i'd kind of park in the middle so i'd be farther away from both but kind of like center so i could get what i needed from each stop i go to super saver get all the stuff i'm like walking out and i'm holding a 12 pack of soda and it's like right near the entrance of the parking lot where there's just like cars coming in and out it's super busy and the 12 pack thing just like splits open and so now like all 12 cans roll out and they're just like rolling down like every direction and there's like cars honking at me because i'm just like standing there just like watching this happen and like i'm like people are gonna run the over i need to pick it up and i'm just like i I don't want to deal with this so i just leave (laughs) like i just get in my car and go and everyone's like you probably could have like like super saver would have just given you another 12 pack of soda because i was like oh i didn't i got everything on the list except the soda right and i was like no no i'm just i'm done i'm not (laughs) we i've also had a soda incident where they just like straight up roll down the road and you're Mm -hmm. like they're gone like i can't i can't find them like (laughs) i'm not gonna go like stop in traffic to grab each of 12 cans of soda like they're gone they've got they're the people's soda now (laughs) i feel like they've made the cardboard for soda cases like stronger or something because i've not had that issue i don't hold them by the handle after that like i literally never picked one up like like, i like hold it i'm like i'm not again it's so bad those are the days where you just know nothing's working out for you was it it's not the same but it's like a similar feeling it's like i was having like a really like just depressed like bad day for some reason and so i was like i need to get myself out of this i'm gonna go get something fun to eat like i'm gonna go get myself a pizza whatever and so i like go out and i get back home and i'm carrying it in and i get shit on by a bird oh god and it goes like all over the top of the pizza box oh yeah and it's kind of like on my hair i've never gotten crapped on by a bird before so it was like something that i just like knew happened in movies for like goofs but like had never had to face it myself and so just like you just like stop there and just like stare at the shit and you're like no stop and stare (laughs) was gonna eat some pizza now there's bird poop in my hair no, I've had that day. I remember a particularly hard day at college where I was like, I just want to eat Chinese food. Like, that was the only thing keeping me going. 
I get Chinese food, get home, it's cold, put it in the microwave, heat it up, pull it out, and the bottom of the styrofoam drops <laughs> and all of the rice and chicken falls on the floor. And like, I sat down on the floor and just like kind of cried because I was like, <laughs> this sucks. I like that. Those are the moments when like time freezes and you're just like yes. staring at it. And you're just, like... It's so bad. Oh, but God. so that's a, that's why I relate to Jamie Lee Curtis and her ham getting smashed. Um, so Luther puts up the frosty and the whole street watches while he falls. But like his ankle gets wrapped up in the extension cords. So he doesn't die, unfortunately. Um, right. It's, Would people so care he's... if he died? Like, I feel like everybody would just be like, oh, no. Well, um, anyway. Right. Yeah. He's hanging by his feet. Uh, I love how the whole neighborhood like congregates around, and someone's like, "I called nine one one." Like you could just get him down, but um, they're like, "You've deserved this, really." Yeah, right. I think that's so funny. I've definitely been in neighborhoods where it's like everyone's so involved that it's it's too much, and it's like you didn't have to call nine one one because our car <laughs> hit a mailbox. Like, thank you though. It's our mailbox. We'll fix it. But yeah. Yeah. No, that just sounds to me like if you don't have have anonymity, like when you go to check the mail and they're outside, they're like, how are you doing? I'm like, I just please just want to go back inside. Oh, my (laughs) God. Right. Can't go out in your pajamas. No. Uh, I did like this turning moment, though, where um, the mayor, uh, the Christmas gung ho guy with his family who only wears plaid is like, we're a community and we have to stick together and make this a good Christmas for Blair, even if her dad is a giant, spoiled, selfish baby. I like that they're acknowledging, like, we're helping you for Claire and Blair, not for you. Right. To be clear, we are being very clear. We do not like you, but your family is nice. Right. I think the boomers who watched this movie were supposed to relate to um, Mr. Tim Allen, but I... when I was watching this, I was like, you know what? I think I'm here for the community part. Like, right. Oh, man. But this was so fun. Like, the idea of people throwing a last-minute huge Christmas party and, like, fixing up someone's house. And everyone's like, I have two turkeys. They're both in the oven. Like, what were you going to do with those if this didn't <laughs> happen? <laughs> we thought this would turn out this way. We were ready. Right? Blair calls, and she's like, oh, we're early. Uh, how's the party going? We'll be right there. Fastest flight in the history of the world. And so the cops go to pick up um, Blair and her, what's his name, like Peter? Enrique. Yeah, and they call him Ricky because, you know, Enrique is too hard for them. Yes, too foreign. I don't think this whole, like, police scene was necessary. <laughs> I don't think this whole movie was necessary, but True. specifically this part. Yeah, they, like, they're getting the party set up, but they're not quite done yet since Blair is early. So the cops go to pick her up, and then they're like, we need to stall because they get Spike the Kid, like, CBs them and, like, we need more time. And so then they go to just, like, pretend to check up on crimes, but... Right then it's like they actually find a crime there's like an actual <laughs> robbery going on and like they're debating like we could just leave though like we really don't want to deal with this right now <laughs> right it's funny um blair finally gets home and every everything's going great you know their best friend marty is there um, everybody knows marty who knows every, yeah. everything about their family pre-facebook it was this to me is the funniest part of this whole movie is yeah. this marty guy who no one knows but he like knows everything about them um and he's ends up being like a really well cultured person and connects with enrique I, they handle this how i would handle it they're like of course you good old friend how's it going how's your stuff right i love how jamie lee sees him at the store and she's like 
puts two and two together, she's like, oh, he would be another body for our Christmas yeah. party. Like, do you want to come? Uh, Marty? He's like, oh, you still friend? live off of Mulberry Lane. She's like, yeah. Here's our number. Have, do you have anyone? Well, I guess you won't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but I swear we had a few. I had a few friends like this from high school. Who they're like, oh yeah, I was in, I was a sophomore and you were a junior. Um, like who I've seen at, I saw them at Target and they're like, oh yeah, you're Josh, right? Like, I've yeah. had that where like, I'll run into somebody like when I still lived in Nebraska, I'd be like at a party or something and somebody would be like, oh, so do you still sing? And I'm like, oh, not anymore. And they're like, yo, I remember you really liked choir. I'm like, yeah, I did. You like, like <laughs> how do you know this? I don't know you. And then, but you have to like, I'm polite. So then you have to ask like equal questions back. So it's always kind of like. You do in school? How are you? Yeah. <laughs> Got any pets? How's the pets? Good, good. Okay. The Christmas party's going great. Enrique is like, this is my first Christmas. And he toasts. And then Claire's like, I'm so grateful that for the whole neighborhood coming together to make this happen. As they literally did. And then it gets to Luther and he's like, Yeah, same. And he can't even say thank you to to everyone for helping, I guess. Like literally giving up their own Christmas Eve for him. Right. He still wants to go on this trip, okay? I, honestly, like, a cruise doesn't even sound that great. So uh, I don't even know why. I've never understood. I know people are very much into them, but, like, you could just go to the island that the cruise would go to and not spend time on a boat. Also, I'm, like, car sick, and I'm not willing to wi- risk, like, what if I'm boat sick? Very seasick. <laughs> yeah. Not something I... And you, the rooms are so small. And if you want a nice one, they're, like, really expensive, and they start adding on, like, additional charges for, like, everything. Yes. And what if... What, you and I have both run into the situation where somebody decides that they want to be your best friend, but you're on oh a cruise, so you can't avoid them because you're just like on, like they know you're there. Like they know you're it on. It would the, be Titanic didn't. all over again. <laughs> you like purposely just like steer it off course. I can't oh do God. this. <laughs> Luther, he still wanted to go on this trip, but then he sees Walt and Bev, the neighbors. Bev is like dealing with cancer. Walt is old and they don't get along. He goes over. He's like, here, I you, I want you guys to have this ham. And then turns away. And then he's like, he knows that he needs to be selfless in this moment. And turns back around and gives Walt and Bev, this older couple, the tickets to this cruise that he was really wanted to go on this whole time. We haven't talked a ton about Walt, but I he's the best character. The entire time he keeps calling um, Luther, like Tim Allen, like old oh. man. And it drives him fucking crazy. And I right. live for that because he's just doing this like little like micro like annoyance. Yes. To this guy who's a complete shithead to everybody. So it's like a little taste of his own me- medicine in a way that like he can't really do anything about. Like, hey, old man, how's it going, old man? Hey, old man. He's like, stop right. calling me. But also Bev and Walt aren't at the Christmas Eve party because uh-huh. she's having a bad day. So she isn't healthy enough on bad days to go, go across, across the, street. the street. But now she's going on a cruise. Right. I think they were just, they didn't want to hang out with Luther and Claire. Or, <gasps> yeah. And like, that was like, oh. oh no, it's, she's having a bad day. Can't go over. Right. That makes sense. That's what I would do if I lived across yeah. the street from Luther and Claire. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm sick. Can't, can't come. <laughs> what if she like, doesn't even have cancer? Like, oh wow, she's been like having a lot of rough days. Is everything okay? No, cancer actually darn i think this movie needed this moment or else i would have hated this movie uh, and it would have amassed nothing but (laughs) for him to give the tickets to this couple who could actually use a christmas away who could who didn't have any excuse to not skip christmas really you know 
I also feel like it's going to be the type, though, now anytime ever Tim Allen sees them, he's going to be like, remember that time I gave you that cruise? Like, he's going to make oh them pay God. for it. He tries to assure them in that he's not. He's like, yeah, you can still call me old man. We don't have to be friends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he would be that kind of person to be like, you know what? I don't have to pay to get this tree trimmed because I gave you an all expense paid trip. Remember that really the best great trip of your entire lives? That was from me. Right. <laughs> Anyway, they have the tickets. It is. It was really cute and heartwarming for this yeah. couple. Because they're nice. cute. Oh, <sighs> the kid at some point tried to like, there's the burglar and they were just going to like leave him in the driveway for the entire party. With the window open. Yeah. Um, And so the kid's like, oh, you haven't eaten. Like you can come into this party. It's Christmas after all. And then like he tries to like steal stuff from the party and like sneak out. But Marty Santa like catches him. Yeah. He's like, you could really use an umbrella. Yeah, we find out that Marty was the guy who was trying to sell umbrellas at the beginning of the movie. And then this movie goes full Christmas special. And there's a Volkswagen with reindeer and an actual frosty that waves at you. And then the credits do the thing that I love where the credits start rolling and they have a bunch of like pictures of stuff that happened in the movie. And it's not like bloopers or like behind the scenes. It's just literally just pictures of the movie <laughs> that you just screen, watched. Yeah. I don't really, well, I don't have anything else to add to this movie. This is, <laughs> right, I'm just like... It happened. I, this is supposed to be just like a silly, fun Christmas movie. I, yeah, I feel and like... And that's okay. I think that's okay. What I've said a million times, I think what literally ruined it for me is like Tim Allen's character was just like an insufferable dick to everybody. So it was just kind of like, it was hard to even like when he was on screen. It was like I sent you, there's uh, somebody did a re-edit of this movie where it's Tim Allen, but all of his dialogue is replaced with grunts. I actually think mm-hmm. it would be like an improvement to this movie. Anytime it's just him on camera, which is surprisingly a lot for this movie. Mm-hmm. And he's making little jokes like, oh, cinnamon, can I smoke this? Is this legal? And I'm like, please stop. Like, yeah, just, sir. You don't need this. Did this put you in a Christmas spirit? No. Oh. You? Kind of. I feel like it's also the weather. It's gotten chilly here in the past couple of days. Oh, for sure. But it, it maybe just like the part where they're putting the Christmas party together. Because I would really like a giant Christmas party right now. It's not going to happen this year, but it would be nice. It would be nice to like be around people and be like celebrating something. Yeah. Like I want to put on Christmas music and like lights up and sweaters and like a fun game. <laughs> this is like the boringest trivia section. Uh, lots of deleted and alternative footage appears in the movie's trailer. Whoa. Ooh. And, like, even those are, like, really boring oh. scenes that got cut. Yeah. I love that when stuff that happens in the trailer doesn't end up happening in the movie. And you're yeah. like, wait, what? Where was that scene I was looking right. forward to? <laughs> right. We don't have to do this if there's nothing. No, it's they're, like, bad, but, like, it'll be fine. Okay, Josh, okay. are you ready for Two Truths and a Goof? Yes. Okay. Two truths and a goof. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Number one. The swimsuits the models are wearing in the advertisement for the cruise the cranks are taking are the same ones Luther and Nora wear when they go oh. tanning in the mall. Number two. This is the third Christmas movie Tim Allen starred in where a character fell off roof. Number three. In John Grisham's Skipping Christmas, the cranks drive a Lexus. In Christmas with the Cranks, it appears the cranks are driving a 1998 model Toyota Camry. Oh my god, these are so specific. One of these isn't true. Okay, their swimsuits were really close because I noticed that. 
It might not be exactly the same, but I'm going to say this pretty close. I swear he flipped me off right now. <laughs> you were Number about to. Two. Um, <laughs> I, there, I definitely noticed that the car was a Toyota or like an older car. So yeah, <laughs> that one. That one's fake? Um, or that one's real? No, no, no. That one's real. What was okay. the middle one then? Uh, this is the third Christmas movie Tim Allen starred in where the character fell off the roof. I don't think it's the third movie. I think it's the second. That is correct. <gasps> I got Literally, one of these right? You did. Good job. Literally oh all God. of the trivia for this movie was like, here's one. In John Grisham's Skipping Christmas uh, in the movie, Blair's plane arrives at 8 p.m. And the novel on which the movie is based... Blair's flight arrives at 6 p.m. And I'm like, oh my okay, God. come on. This sounds like people who got mad at Harry Potter movies because of a detail like that. And you're like, really? Yeah. The mysterious character Marty is introduced much earlier in the movie as Santa outside Chip's grocery store than he is in the book, Skipping Christmas. Like, cool. Yeah. That's the point of the movie. Thank you. Yes. Would you watch this again? And who would you suggest this to? I... And why is it just your parents? <laughs> I would watch this again in like a few years. I think it's a fun Christmas movie to put on rotation when you're just going through Christmas movies. Oh, what? who would I recommend this to? Yes, parents. Uh, if your parents are similar to this from what you've heard, watch this movie. You will, you'll, you'll think it's funny with them in mind. Yeah, I feel like if you're from the Midwest, especially, like give it to your parents, give it to your parents' yes. friends, give it to is, play at the church. Very church parents friendly <laughs> they would find this funny i would watch it again but i would only watch the edit with tim grunt tim allen's grunts instead of tim allen talking mm-hmm. or like a supercut where it's just like jamie lee curtis and dan Aykroyd and cheech marin and not tim allen yes um i would suggest the same people that you suggested yeah to watch this um i think that's all we do if you want to save frost, if you want to free frosty, Ooh. be sure to go to our social media at Twitter, Pod and Together, or Facebook, Pod and Together, or email us at podandthistogether at gmail.com. Let us know what movies you want to see. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on iTunes or anywhere you listen to podcasts. <laughs>